Hey there, Elise here, host of Let's Break the Odds podcast, the place to help you break the odds and walk confidently into your God-given purpose. Think of this show as your regular coffee chat, where we talk about life, career, and legacy. As an award-winning entrepreneur, author, and speaker, I'll be bringing on industry leaders, professionals, and individuals to join us as they share their stories of breaking the odds to help you and to help us reach the next level in our life, family, career, and communities. Let's do this together. This is Let's Break the Odds podcast. Hey there, Elise here, host of Let's Break the Odds podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. As you know, we like to describe this show as like your regular coffee chat, where we talk about life, career, and legacy. And today we have someone joining the conversation, and that person is Mike James, also known as Coach Mike James. Within our private online community, where we go live in the mornings to kickstart our day with encouragement for the day, uh, one of the people who has showed up bright and early with us is Coach Mike. And let me tell you, what stood out to me immediately about Coach Mike was his excitement. Excitement for the day and excitement about life. And the best part is he has a heart to serve and helping others do the same. You know, I think we all can agree that leadership is a huge responsibility, regardless of the number of people that we serve, whether it's within your family or household or within your business or at your school or at your job or at your church or in the community. And depending on the dynamic, it can feel lonely at times. But I have to say, I'm so grateful for the conversation that you're about to hear with Coach Mike. During our conversation, we got on the topic of leadership and really dived in on that. Mike not only shared with us about his story of breaking the odds during his leadership journey, but he also chats with us about how to lead from a place of rest and humility. And so that's what we're going to highlight and focus on on this show from our conversation, as well as practical tips for how to break the odds and grow to the next level. As we head into the conversation, let me introduce you to Coach Mike by sharing with you a little bit about his career highlights from his bio. Mike James is a motivational speaker and founder of PNZ Life Coaching LLC. From Phoenix City, Alabama, by way of Fort Mitchell, Alabama, Mike graduated from the University of Alabama at Birmingham in 2007 with a bachelor's degree in fitness leadership. After spending almost 15 years in the health and fitness industry, Mike founded PNZ Life Coaching LLC in 2019. Mike is also a facilitator for Certified Life Coach Institute, helping new life coaches start their coaching journey. Now, as a reminder, this show does not claim to be a substitute for counseling or any other professional guidance and encourages our listeners to reach out to a licensed professional if needed. And on that note, let's dive in with the conversation with Coach Mike. Here we go. Welcome. Welcome, Mike. Thank you to yourself, Elise, and the whole Breaking the Odds team. I'm excited to be here. I love it. So I do just want to know, I know you go by Coach Mike sometimes and Mike James. How do you want to be referred today on the interview? You know what? I, I Now I'm so used to hearing Coach Mike because even when I work with kids, the teams and stuff, when I go speak uh, as a speaker to youth and high school athletic teams, they say Coach Mike. So Coach Mike, Mike, whichever flows out is awesome in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. So before we really dive in further, I kind of share, you know, your story of what brought you here to being Coach Mike, you know, doing what you do. Yeah, you know, I, I thank you for that question, because 
I just want to say this too, Elise, the whole idea of breaking the odds is such a blessing and so aligned with life, right? <laughs> life, every day we break the odds if we choose to, if we choose to. And my life has been a whole story novel of breaking the odds. Um, so a little bit about how I got to this point. Um, I'm the youngest of 11 children born to two Southern preachers um, that Pentecostal, so very strict uh, religious household growing up. And where I am today is because of how I was raised. I always tell people, I feel like I got a little bit of all of my older siblings and my parents in me. And so all the credit goes to them. In fact, that's the name of my business. My father was the late great Prince James Jr. And my mother was the late great Isola James, which she was affectionately known by her siblings and close family as Zola. So that's where the P and Z comes from, P, uh, Prince and Zola. And so it's always my nod to acknowledge not only my parents, but my siblings. And if I never get to the point where I grow and hire um, people or family, it will always be a family business just because that's the start. And so getting to this point, it's always been about my journey and my passion. And even now in this space as a coach, it was, I was in the fitness industry and I was like, how can I do more? How can I go beyond just telling people, Hey, five more, 10 more, come back next week. You know, how are you eating beyond the physical? And when I started researching life coaching, Although until I got the training, I didn't know exactly what it was when I started researching life coaching. I was like, I think that's it. Light bulb moment. This is what I want to pursue um, that I can let my passion grow even more. And so that's how I got to this point The I guess the many long short story of how I got to this point as coach Mike. I love it. First of all, I love how you're, you know, honoring your parents in the name of your, and I love how it just flows like that. And I think that's important, you know, in general is that, you know, oftentimes we look forward, but I think it's also important to, you know, recognize where we came from and, and mm -hmm. you know, honor those who have helped make us who we are today. I know there's this common phrase talking about self-made, but I believe, you know, it's a combination of things. Yes, as you mentioned, taking action or choosing, but also, you know, there's others who helped pave the way and the sacrifices they made. And so I love how you incorporate your parents in the, in the name of, of your business. You know, one thing that I noticed um, in your bio was you talked about you got into fitness leadership. And I thought that was interesting because that's actually the first I've ever heard of fitness leadership. And so kind of talk about that, you know, um, what, how, how does, how, what made you want to go into fitness leadership? Because you often hear like fitness training or fitness coaching. I think that's so unique. And I love that. Um, what inspired you to get into the leadership aspect or expand on that, you know, for the listeners? Yeah. Great, great question. <laughs> Let me give you the short, direct answer. Then I'll put the coach Mike spin on it. <laughs> so the short answer is at least it's honestly at the time, uh, UAB, the University of Alabama at Birmingham, go Blazers, my alma mater at the time, that was the, the exercise science wording on that major for fitness at the time. I, I think now they do have exercise science and I know you could do kinesiology and some other things, but yeah, at the time, that's what it was called. And so it was, it's pretty much the same if you hear anybody say exercise science or because it was a school of education. So fitness leadership was that. Now I will say this in retrospect, right? They say hindsight is 2020. Looking back at it, I guess, and not that it 
train me for this, Elise, but I just look back at it and say, I was always a leader. I was always stand out. People say, well, you know, Mike, how, how are you so comfortable speaking or doing your lives or your videos, your YouTubes? And I, I say, listen, when you're the youngest of that many, you got to use your voice. <laughs> you got to be heard because by the time I came along, my, my parents were in their forties when they had me, I was the last. And it's like, why? This is my joke. At least I say, uh, my parents were Southern, Southern preachers. And I think the only scripture in their Bible was be fruitful and multiply. And oh. they obeyed. <laughs> they obeyed. So I tell people when you're one of that many, you have to learn to use your voice, especially the baby. Cause the kids were, you know, helping raise the, the younger ones by that time. And so I had to learn to use my voice, learn to, you know, kind of nudge my way into the conversation, into the crowd. So all of that helped me to this point. And so I think that's the biggest thing. I, I look back at it and it's like, you know, I always felt like I was a leader. Every training job I had up until the point where I was in management at one time, I was a co-owner, you know, at 20, 25 years old, I was a, a you know, a young minority co-owner of a fitness franchise. And so all of those experience, I feel like I had some leadership in me. I just had to fuel it. I had to feed it. And so I had to feed that leadership to get me to the point where I am today. Thank you for that. And I do just want to ask you, because um, this was placed in my heart as you were speaking, you talked about um, leadership. I know oftentimes as leaders, we like to motivate others, but how can someone who is a leader and is often lonely at the top, how can leaders stay motivated in that, if that makes sense? Yeah, makes perfect sense. And I will say this, right? That saying is it's lonely at the top. And I think sometimes some responsibility or some ownership has to be placed into that idea. It's lonely at the top because somehow at some point in your journey, you got to the top without taking others with you. So I say this often, at least, is that your, you know, people say, check your circle. I always say your web, because sometimes if you're at two different points in a circle, you may not ever make contact, but in a web, we're all intertwined. So I would say for that leader or that person that it feels lonely, sometimes I motivate all the time. I would say that's where we take a break, breathe and say, what do I need? What does Elise need? What does Mike need? And do that. Sometimes it's okay to take a break. You can't pour from an empty cup. If you poured all this out at empty pitcher, you poured out so much, you poured out so much, you're not refueling. Eventually you're going to run dry. And that's a place that you don't want to get to. That's breakdown. That's, oh, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. That's, I haven't taken the time to slow down and enjoy the process and build a great team, a network of people. At least I say family. Some people say community because family could be, could be a little bit uh, traumatic for some people, depending on their experience, but build up people around you and connect with like-minded people that's going to push you to keep going and to grow. So once you get to the top, stop reassess, bring some people along, build a team and say, hey, listen, I need some help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I love that. I love that. It's, I'm a huge advocate for like counseling. That's definitely something that's yes. Helpful. One thing that when I scheduled my first counseling appointment, because I just started going to counseling like within the past like 
six months. Like it's something brand new for me. And when I first went, the woman said that, you know, when you go to counseling, yes, you can go for, you know, if you're going through things, they can also serve as a way for proactively as almost seeing it as a way to help you, you know, in a, just to stay, you know, stay in a good place, you know, with the different hats that you wear and leadership or just in life as a, you know, daughter, spouse, you know, husband, you know, brother, leader, boss, whatever that is, you know. And so I love that not being afraid to ask for help. I love that whether it's professional or just people around you. I love that. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, and, and, you know, one thing we as a people especially in America, this go, 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 uh, you know, culture that we have, we don't spend, invest enough time, money, effort into prehab, prehab, mm-hmm. we'll do the rehab, we'll pay all the money when we have to, when we go to the hospital, when we need this and that, when something falls apart, but we don't invest enough in the prehab, meaning before I get there, now let me eat right on the front end. Let me take care of my body on the front end. Let me take care of these things so I don't have to get rehab. I don't have to do this. So in what you said, the counseling, the coaching, the consulting, mentoring, the professional development, invest in it. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. No. It's a check-in. You're doing what you need to do to keep yourself at that level, to keep yourself operating. When your car gas light comes on, what do you do? You find the nearest gas station. You have to fuel yourself just like a vehicle because you are a fine-tuned automobile taking yourself daily through life. Refuel. Love that analogy. You know, one thing that you mentioned was like feeding yourself. What would you say is like a baby step to begin to feed yourself? As you say, you know, some tools or ways that baby steps that people can begin, you know, to help them grow, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I was looking, at least you saw me looking around and I was looking, but I think I actually let one of my clients hold it. One of my uh, teen clients that I work with, there's a book called The Tale of Two Wolves, The Tale of Two Wolves. And what that book talks about, I can't even think of the author right now, but what that book talks about is um, two wolves that, I'm going to butcher this, by the way, because <laughs> I don't have the book in front of me, but I read it so many times. It's a kid's book, whether it's youth, adults, even leaders. I don't care if you've had 20, 30, 40 years of experience. This book is amazing. It talks about this one wolf being you know, positive and caring. On the other hand, the other wolf was the wolf that is destructive or negative or, you know, coming against you, those, the self-sabotage, the doubt, all of that. And at the end of the book, and this is not spoiling it at all, it's it's an easy read. It's a kid's book, but it's so amazing. I even did a YouTube video about it. At the end, the kid asks his grandfather who's telling him the story. Well, which wolf won? Or which which wolf wins? And he looked at him and said, the one you feed. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that thought comes from. So how do you start to change that, right? And break the odds is you feed the stuff you want to see. When those negative thoughts come up, don't feed it. But now what is the opposite? What is that positive to negate that negative. Now that's what I'm going to feed. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to think on that. I'm going to pray on that, meditate on that. I'm going to, and I think that's where, I think that's where it starts right there. It's about, it's about fueling what you actually want to see and giving more time and effort. Yeah. 
you know, um, ever since I was a teenager, I would study different successful people. I'm talking about like, like the top, top, top global people in the world. And I used to just, you know, study them. And one thing that I noticed that is very common is that they constantly feed themselves, like you were saying, like, you know, like some of the top people, and I know this is not feasible for everyone, but they'll read like six to eight hours a day. Now they've reached a level of success where they can, you know, right. everybody, <laughs> it might be different, but the point is they value dedicating time out of their day. They could be doing anything. Really, they could do anything, mm-hmm. you know, all their needs and wants are met and they still choose to spend time out of their day to feed themselves. So whether that's books, you guys, whether that's a podcast and even on social media, you know, I just actually spoke um, last night to a group of youth, whether you are a youth, teenager, young adult, seasoned in life, you know, if we, as we, there's a marketing strategy that says um, when you're exposed to something, seven times and that will lead to like someone converting to Mm -hmm. buy a sale or a customer or what have you. And so I began to think, I was like, wait a second, there's seven days in a week. So if we are following someone on social media and their content, let's say it inspires you after seven days, it's going to start to, you know, inspire you because you're seeing it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it'll begin to impact you. So I encourage you, you know, every so often I do this, maybe like, you know, once a quarter or something like that, follow three to five new people who are where you want to be. If, you know, if you want to be someplace financially, then follow someone who is maybe if you want to be debt-free, follow someone who's debt-free, you know, or if you want to have a successful business, start following people who are leaders in business. You know, if you want to grow in your relationship with God, follow people who are growing their relationship with God, you know, wherever you are in the areas of your life, if you want to have a successful marriage, follow people who are having successful marriages, you know what I mean? You know, and so, you know, those areas that you want to grow in your life, you know, just begin to surround yourself with those people. And like he's like coach Mike said, books, you know, a podcast, you know, those are great tools and free tools. Um, you know, of course, you know, you have books that's just a fraction of a cost, but those are ways that you can begin to as baby steps feed yourself. So I just wanted to share that because um, that had popped in my mind is just anybody who might be like, okay, you know, coach Mike, like I'm ready, you know, I'm ready. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And at least not- I love what you said too. You said free. It Going back to that feeding yourself, right? What are you feeding yourself with? right? I'm going to tell you, my wife and I say this all the time, like, man, we've learned so much in the last two years. We've learned stuff on TikTok that we have never experienced in school, college, professional life. And because here's the thing, you control your algorithm. You control your algorithm. If you look at my algorithm on any app, right, it's going to be like like the For You page or the Discovery page on Instagram. It's going to be like fitness, <laughs> motivation, coaches, um, you know, podcasts, finding all that stuff, art. So I think that's important. Like the resources that you have that are free, that's right there. And guess what? Even books. Get your library card go to the library, do, this is what I tell people too, Elise, and just, you, you fired this thought, when we want to change for the better, we are so hard when we want to change for the better, we can go five, 10 years of not worrying about a single thing of fitness or 
spiritual or whatever it is, finances. And then the day we decide to change and we start doing it, we want it right away. We want it instantly. It's like, wait a minute, I've been doing this for a month and I ain't seen no changes. My bank account ain't growing. I haven't lost a pound. What's going on? And that's why my four Ks, literally that thought is how I came up with my four Ks of keep going, keep grinding, keep showing, keep shining. So that's it. When you, when you decide to change, take your pace because people will social media, right? I just said it is the good, bad, and the ugly. You have to take with it what you can, what you can use. People tell you, oh, when you do this, you should be there in three months or you should have this by a year, two years. Forget all that what works for you. Yeah. And I love that because I think that kind of ties into like comparison, right? I think sometimes we can Mm. compare ourselves to others and say, and like you mentioned, like you see people have things in certain timelines and certain timeframes and be like, oh, well, you know, they, they got it in this timeframe. So I should be able to. And then when you don't, you begin to get hard on yourself and then it turns into this cycle and this pattern with with dialogue with yourself. Some people, they may be able to pay post every single day on social media for you to create good content. It might be posting three times. I'm sorry, three times a week, you know, Mm -hmm. or once a week, whatever works for you, you know, but you have to go at your own pace. I think what works for you, but also pushing yourself outside your comfort zone and keep moving forward, but also to stay consistent, kind of like what you're talking about, like what, what works for you that you can stay consistent with, you know, I think that's, that's so key because, um, I went through that journey, like on social media when like Instagram reels started becoming really popular. And I started seeing all these people saying, Oh, if you do reels this many frequency, then you'll be able to grow your audience. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, let me, (laughs) it did not happen. And I was so disappointed. I was so discouraged. I began to naturally kind of feel like what's going on here. And it's amazing how, you know, I was just like, you know, I'm going to keep pushing through. And it's amazing how um, it was just a couple of weeks ago, one of my videos went viral, but it was like way down the line. Like I started doing this last year and now, you know, Mm -hmm. it's amazing how, you know, you just keep pushing forward and staying consistent with what works for you and the doors will open and your breakthrough will come, you know, but don't get caught up in that comparison because, you know, you can't, we often say we can't compare our day one to someone's year five, you know, they once started as a beginner. That's what we do. That's exactly what we do. (laughs) Yeah. And it's good to be inspired. You know, it's good to be inspired by others who are where you want to be. um, But to also make sure that we don't compare ourselves as well. You know, they start Mm -hmm. out as a beginner, just like you, you know, they put in the work just like you did. And, you know, so just, you know, we all have our own timelines for when our breakthrough will come. Everybody's journey is different, you know, Um, athletes, right? Um, I'm going to listen. In my mind, I think once an athlete, always an athlete, because you think back to all the time to your most athletic time in life. So for athletes, right, whether you're high school, um, college, amateur, professional, whatever it was, think about this, right? One thing is talent, talent and gift, right? You can't coach or train that. But I look at this the same way, even when we talk about people starting that journey, right? We look at, we compare, we can compare our day one to someone's year five but even with that year five, you may not be where their year five is because everybody's different. Even if you have the same exact resources. And most of the time, that's not the case. We don't know what they had. You know, I did track and field in high school. What if they had better cleats 
What if they had better track spikes? What if they had better facilities to train? You never know when you're on that starting line, even together. You don't know the resources. You don't know the knowledge of the coach, the materials, the books that that other person read. You don't know the training they did. You don't know how many nights they didn't sleep. And so it still has to come back to, okay, this is where I am on my journey. I have to do this, Elise. I have to give a shout out to my, my awesome friend and brother from college, Eric Agee. His fitness apparel company is Strategy Fitness. And I always do this because I say all the time, I probably use his this quote daily. I say, bro, how did you come up with that tagline for your business? It's so perfect. And his tagline is Strategy Fitness, find what works. Mm. find what works and that's why when I said that I was like let me give let me give credit to my boy because that is so important find what works for you that's the silent end of that sentence it's find what works for you because what works for Mike may not work for Mark what works for Mark may not work for work for Elise what works for you see what I'm saying so I think that's important and when you said that I was like yes that journey we compare oh it's so easy to do it right because the the glitz and glamour and the the lights and the cars and this and that and the traction and what do we do we start looking at numbers we go to that profile they got 700,000 followers okay well I gotta do this now because that's what they have so that's so important like don't compare yes yes so I have to ask because we have you here what would you say is, you know, how someone can begin to start? Because um, they might be like, I'm ready. I want to do it, but I'm not sure where to start. Here we go. I, I did a video one time on the ABCs of change or growth in life. And the first thing is uh, assess, assessment, assess where you are right now. Really be honest with yourself. Like my eating trash, my workout, exercise routine, non-existent. <laughs> What I want, you know, what am I doing right now to feed myself mentally, physically? What? Not much. I like notice the levity and, and you know how I say that. You know, be have fun with yourself. Like, come on, people. The next thing after you assess is B. Build a plan. Build a plan that's realistic for you. The last part of that, the C. Commit to consistency commit to consistency, be consistent. What does that mean? Oh, I got to be perfect now. You just said when you, I haven't done anything now I'm going to, I got to be, no, that means if I fall off, I'm going to get back on board because I already committed to consistency. And as you see things, get the help you need. Here's the thing, right? At least a lot of times people, we mentioned free, right? Free resources, podcasts, YouTube, whatever, the library. But here's the thing as well invest in yourself, love yourself enough, care for yourself enough that you say to make this change, I am going to go out and get this trainer. Notice I didn't say uh, gym membership because we know what happens. Gym membership. Oh yeah. It's coming out of my account, but I ain't looking at it. I don't want to go today. I got a, a trainer. It's an investment. And you're like, okay, this is something. First of all, they're going to ask me. They're going to call me. I don't have time for that. So I just might as well go. Whatever works, right? Sometimes invest in yourself. Invest in that, that training course that you've been putting off on to get some more alphabet soup behind your name is what my mentor called it. That next certification, mm-hmm. that degree, whatever it is, invest in yourself and be okay with that. So again, assess, build a plan, commit to consistency. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Coach Mike. Um, You have just shared such 
amazing gems in this episode. Thank you for being transparent and sharing your story of breaking the odds as well. Once again, thank you so much and um, for being here. Elise, thank you so much for this opportunity. I appreciate it. I hope this conversation on the topic of leadership and mental health and comparison and, and the other topics that we discussed, I hope it served you today. One thing that Coach Mike said that I want to highlight is, and I quote, don't be afraid to ask for help. He also shared, and I quote, the counseling, the coaching, the consulting, mentoring, professional development, invest in it. It doesn't mean something is wrong with you, no. It's a check-in. You're doing what you need to do to keep yourself at that level, to keep yourself operating. So good. What was your biggest takeaway from our conversation with Coach Mike? How will you take action towards moving forward? We'd love to know. This community is called Let's Break the Odds, and the word let's is short for let us, which means that you are not alone. Follow Break the Odds on social media and tag us and use hashtag Let's Break the Odds so we can celebrate with you as you take action. And on that note, stay tuned to hear more inspiring conversations on the show from industry leaders, professionals, and individuals on the show as they share their stories of breaking the odds to help you reach the next level in your life, family, career, and communities. You don't want to miss them, so make sure you're subscribed to the show. Hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you in the next episode. Let's break the odds together. Hey, guess what? You, my friend, made it through today's episode. Cue the confetti. But the conversation doesn't have to end here. If this episode served you today, go ahead and download it so you can have it. And click the subscribe button so you can get notified when another episode is released. Do us a favor and leave a review. We'd love to hear how much you enjoyed this episode. To stay connected, we'd love to have you as a part of the Let's Break the Odds community on social media. There we'll have an opportunity to personally connect with you and cheer you on as you take action towards breaking the odds in your life. You can catch the show notes from this episode and any discount codes and bonus materials on the blog at letsbreaktheodds.com. See you next time.